I know I'm old because of this. I sit here after the crossover, and every day, every day, guys, I have a tweet I put together that promotes what we're talking about, what we're going to get into, encouraging you to listen and be a part of it, even giving you a magical little link that you can click on and listen to this here very program. I do it every day, Josh, every single day. And I would say of the five days we're on the air, three of the five will start talking about something and then I'll forget to send it. And by the final segment of the show, I'll look down on my 18 open tabs and be like, oh, dang it. Never sent the show tweet. Then there's the other part of it where I send the show tweet and it has so many misspellings and incorrections in it. Got to yank it down. Then I got to yank it down. Then when I... when. I've been sitting here since the end of the crossover rereading my stupid promotional tweet for the show. And do you want to know what I was fighting internally about? Do I call it the portal season? Is it truly the first wave or phase of the offseason? Portal day? I had portal day on there for a while, and I was just, I knew I was setting myself up for, stop portal day, it's just the first day the portal's truly open. And I just, listen, man, I... We had Grumpy Toby. I, I'm in a good mood today. I see a smile on your face, even though the, even though the um, Bengals own the Chiefs. <laughs> Bengals beat the Chiefs again. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped to be here. Let's go. But I, I'm also, today is a day in which I'm going to preach something that I'm not very good at practicing, Josh Helmer. I'm gonna preach a little patience. A little patience. Now, you might say, my goodness, Plank, I've heard the word patience come out of your mouth too many times on this program during this program. Like, too many times coming out on your mouth during this program. There you go. That makes sense, finally. Patience has been a term I've used a lot. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. But as one great lyricist once said I said sugar make it slow and we'll come together fine because all we need is just a little patience Josh my point is not everyone that's going in we've had this conversation do we need to get the disclaimer for this program not everyone going into the portal is a signal that the program is doomed and we're gonna suck and they just never got an opportunity. They're going to go somewhere and kick our butt. What, whatever. What, what, whatever emotion is taken or whatever elicits a reaction to you. Counter to that is not everyone coming in is going to be what Caleb Williams was to USC or Hendon Hooker was eventually to Tennessee. Took him three tries. What? Oh, why did I just blank on the uh, Jameer Gibbs? is for Alabama, right? There's just not every transfer is going to be that guy coming in. So patience on a day where, now let's be honest, Josh, everyone's ready to lose their mind, right? Everyone's ready to to absolutely go insane about anyone coming in that can do um, one of two things, right? Solidify the defense, um, internally on the defensive line, right? Some more road graders. 
or playmakers. Now, how was your weekend? I'm, I'm coming out hot today. It's por- It's Portal Day, baby. Let's portal go. Portal S-Z-N. Yay, let's go. Portal Day. And, and maybe flip season today? Uh, I, I don't know, man. Just hearing things. Of course, these were the same things that everyone had been hearing on Friday. Cincinnati defensive back earned a uh, Oklahoma crystal ball this morning. Saw that. Saw that. Interesting. Cincinnati defensive back commit, I should say. Right. Now everyone's like, Sauce Gardner? Kobe Bryant's coming here? No, 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 no. You're talking about a player who had been committed to Cincinnati. Sauce Gardner would be uh, more than welcome. All right, so th- this is the show today. Right? We're going to talk about the portal, the effect of it. We're going to dive into names we've heard. Um, wild speculation is probably going to be something that you'll hear endlessly. You know, I thought Toby, man, Toby brought up a great point because I didn't know, Josh, in our categories that you and I had put together, if you would consider Nick Evers in that group of eyebrow raisers. Let's, let's pause that and get to that a little bit later on in the okay. program. And – you know, obviously, we got a bowl game, and Brent Venables spoke yesterday. And if I don't know who would be on the end, if ta- if that turnip seed had come to me, or uh, Woody, or or anyone over there within the University of Oklahoma, uh, Mike Houck, if they'd come to me and said, "Hey, man, what would you? What do you think, Coach, should say about guys entering the transfer portal?" I would have had him say exactly what he said. It was fantastic. And if you're butthurt, oh, I can't say that anymore, can I? Are I we, don't think so. Are we trying to move away from that? I, I heard someone on the station use it the other day, so I guess I was just firing on it. Um, yeah, I, I don't think we want to. <laughs> I don't have a problem with it, but right. I don't think we want to. Okay, wanna. okay. Anyway, um, there were some people that were upset by it. Oh, you're going to use the portal? Well, yes, absolutely. This isn't a situation that is a one statement that blankets everything uh, across college football. It was a absolutely spot-on statement of fact. I'll play it for you coming up a little bit later on in the program. But with all that laid out, how was your weekend, Josh Helmer? Did you have a good weekend? It was a it was an awesome weekend, actually. How was uh, yours, my friend? Started with a little high school football. Oh, it did. That's right. I went to the uh, state champion, uh, the state semifinal game between Washington and Jones. First of all, uh, I put this in my tweet um, from the game. Putnam City, really nice stadium. I don't uh, – okay, and this is going back a ways, so you guys can help me out if I'm wrong. You guys. Yes. I I think the last time I did a game at Putnam City, it, it might have been like Sam Bradford's senior season, but I don't remember it being that nice. Has it always been, and I was just too young and aloof at that moment to recognize it, but it was the perfect place to host that. Uh, we got a few parking issues that we need to talk through, but again, that's me probably what you guys deal with 99.999% of the time whenever I go to an event without a parking pass. It's like, what is this? Just because you drive a dually doesn't mean you have to take up three lanes or three spots, but no, it was... Bro, it was awesome. It was really, really cool. Um, Washington won. My guy, the the cold train, had a big day. They've got – Washington's got this defensive end that I like a lot. Um, I In fact, I was – I started trying to take video. I'll have to show you my video that I took of him just working 
I think he was rushing off the right side most of the night, of him just working the right tackle. And in the middle of it, I'm like, watch 20, watch 20. And he just smokes a guy off the edge. And then they pick the pass off, and I become like fanboy. I'm like, oh, guy, the video's bouncing all over the place. Did you tweet it? Uh, I did not tweet. I'll show it to you, and you tell me if, if I should tweet it. Yeah, Hayden Milner, stud, man. I really like that kid a lot. Um, and and obviously, you guys know I, I have my certain homerisms on the team. Love the QB, um, love the OU commit, love the Alexander Bros that are out there bouncing around. Um, Chris Rainey's kid on the interior is fantastic. So, in other words, yeah, I got to experience some state champion semifinal football. And now, on Saturday afternoon, coming for you, UCO, Washington, and Millwood. Let's go. What a cool Saturday, right? I get a chance to go watch my my town now, you know, where my girls go to school and where they're going to be uh, raised and, and watch the – the Warriors try to win their first state title since 1996, I want to say. Might be longer than that. But I get to do that. And and my son, Josh, gets to go to the Army-Navy game. That is a pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool, right? So, yeah, I, I had fun at the the state semifinals. It was a, Am I right? Was I right? 95. 96. 96. Okay. Did I say it right the first time or did I say I th- 90? I think you said 96. I mean, literally, I drive by the sign every single freaking day taking my girls to school. <laughs> you would think that I would re-state champs 1996. They got a cheerleader state champ up, too, from 2020. We've got to get more softball there on the town side. So that was fun. I, I did a lot of radio this week, and I'm not going to lie. And before we truly dive all into the, uh, to the portal... I appreciate how quickly you jumped off that. Josh was Josh was scrolling through a couple of things and accidentally clicked on the Air Comfort Solutions text line before I think I'm mentally ready for it. Um, but I did a lot of shows this weekend. I I did the four hour reaction show to the announcement of the four team playoff yesterday. Thank you. And I, so basically, you pretty much did. The ESPN show. That's right. Okay, Let, let's get there. Okay. Is that where we want to start with this? I have no problem with the playoffs. I mean, I love it. I, I, I love what they've done. I I don't even think there's a debate between, uh, and people try to drum this up, between best team and most deserving. I think you could say best talent. And then Nick Saban making the rounds on Saturday night talking about they'd be favorites when he lost two games as a massive favorite on the road. So Nick Saban bringing up spreads and how if you put them on a neutral field, they'd be the favorite, quite possibly could have been the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. But here's my question. What is with ESPN when it comes to selection shows like this? Serious question. I understand that. The mindset is you build drama and, you know, more people want to check it out. But announce it, and then we have more time to hear from coaches and react to it. You know, I mean, literally, who was who was hosting? Was it Reese Davis that was hosting it? Reese Davis is like, and I expect we'll see so-and-so here, and there they are. And you're like, what are we doing? And I expect this will be on. And there it is. Got Give us the matchups. And I know it's a four-hour show. Trust me, I saw every dude on staff that ESPN has ever used to give you an analysis and breakdown. 
All right. Um, well, that'll do it for Kirk Herbstreet, David Pollock, and Joey Galloway's uh, opinions. Coming up next, we're going to get – gosh, who did they start? Uh, Dan Mullen, and here's Robert Griffin III. And then when we're done with that, we're going to bring in Todd McShay and see, see what – I mean, I love the draft. The NFL draft has nothing to do with the four-team playoff. No. Nope. And yet, here's McShay dragging out announcements of the rest of the top 25 – and we didn't get the full bowl rundown. I want to say until like seven o'clock last night. It, it, it was uh, it was like three something, but oh. it, it was it was late. I mean, Don't, it was later than three because I was off the air at three, and we still didn't have it all. We were still waiting on Notre Dame, and Oklahoma had just announced theirs officially at three. Now you might have a Brett McMurphy that's reporting it, but this. Why do we overcomplicate things? Maybe maybe I should be having this conversation in the mirror right now. <laughs> why, why do you overcomplicate things? Why? It's, it's pretty simple, man. Well, it gets down really to this for me. Go ahead. There's more people that are fans of college football whose teams are not going to the college football playoff than are. So, frankly, I don't want four hours of college football playoff talk. I want to know where Oklahoma's going. Right. I don't want to have to wait five hours to know where Oklahoma's going. Show me the college football playoff. Show me the rest of the Bulls. And then you can have your three hours of this is speculation here, speculation that on the college football playoff. I thought it was so ridiculously dragged out. To be on the side where you're not involved in the college football playoff, show me the bowl matchups. Why am I waiting three hours for this? Right, uh, and again, I know I don't. I don't need. I'm not even over the air resolutions text line yet. I know there's someone that's going to give me a TV ratings lesson. Here's what I would say to that: I'd much rather hear the reaction to the decisions that were made, and hear from the coaches and the players, and hear hear from those analysts. I mean, you had eight people at eight different sites, and literally. We spent more time hearing about the mood everyone is in than actually being able to do something to affect that mood and get true reaction. I'm just... Well, and something else probably that should be considered, and I get they they want it all under one umbrella. They want you to watch. They want you watching ESPN. They, they want you watching that. There should be two separate shows, okay? The, the actual bowl games themselves that are not related to the college football playoff, again, I shouldn't have to wait three hours to get those. I want to know what the bowl matchups look like. Put that on a different network and have a totally separate crew doing that. Put it on ABC or something, right? Just let's go. Hey, over on ABC, we're going to go ahead and the announcement is going to be made, and we're going to sit here like dopes and debate this announcement that we already know about for the next 20 minutes while we drag this out. You know, honestly, I – there was a part of me that Josh didn't even really – it wasn't, oh, my gosh, where's Oklahoma going? I've got to make plans. I, that wasn't even it. It was just – we've really got to this point on the second day – wait, wait, hold on. What was it? The fourth day of December where y'all still haven't figured out who you're going to go get in your bowl? That We're still at that point, and I get it. You had conference championship games, but I mean, even the delay in announcing the rest of the six, the New Year's Day six bowls, it's you spent 30 minutes delaying who the four teams are while you were debating who they should be. Then we've got to wait another hour before we finally get 
to the point where it matters. So, let's roll. Some of us Here have we stories we need to write. <laughs> Get the announcement well, out. Well, and again, listen, I, 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 I understand it, but I just – there's a part of me that would just rather hear reaction to the four-team playoff being announced, which is what we're there to do, and then debate it. I don't need the debate. It's, it's I, I really like bubble watch. I love bracketology. I think the dumbest thing ESPN does is the mock selection show with Joe Lenardi, and they treat it like it's the unveiling of the of the field of whatever we're at now, sixty eight or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you you're announcing the bracket in an hour, okay? Let's just announce the thing, right? Let's go. But or just don't be on the air talking about the bracket. Huh, just go, you know. It, when you have it, go. Well, you know, Plank, they want to draw more. I think you draw more viewers as the reaction comes out with, did you guys hear Alabama got left out? And I think people want to go see the reaction to that. I, by the time they got here, – here's the other complaint. Re, real quick, real quick. By the time they got to that New Year's Day Six Bowl, everyone was watching NFL already. No doubt. By, by the time you, you reach that point in the announcement where you're starting to flirt with losing people to the NFL. And, yes, I know in Fort Worth, Columbus, um, Tuscaloosa, I know they're glued. Athens, Georgia. Who am I leaving out? Ann Arbor, Michigan. I know they're glued. But come on, man. All right. They might be better served to actually wait until tonight, to be honest with you. Announce the Heisman finalist and the four-team playoff. If there is one thing we've learned, Josh Helmer, college athletics love them some Monday championships and some Monday big announcements. That's where the college football playoff champion is is crowned. That's where the that's where the NCAA basketball championship. They actually gave a Monday off in softball, but in years past, Monday was where they had the start of the championship series. I mean, why not? I mean, you're you're literally announcing the Heisman finalist on Sports Center. Make a show out of that, and then here you go, the four team playoff. That way, you've got zero competition with the NFL, or you can mesh it into your Monday night football. And you don't also drag it into a four-hour affair when that thing could have been done in an hour. Says the guy who was also on the air for four hours, too. I know, yeah. It's All right, um, let's break. So, whoa, Keen Slovis is back in the portal. He's probably setting a record for the most times a player could transfer in the history of ever. <laughs> he started at USC, he went to Pitt, and now he's back in the portal again. I... Okay, we'll break and we'll talk about it next because I feel like every single quarterback that goes into the portal. Well, could Oklahoma? Here we go. Here we go. What do you think? What do you guys think? We'll talk about that next right here on The Ref. All right. Welcome to portal season. Dude, it's awesome outside today. I have one small piece of advice for everybody as we welcome you into the Plank Show. Um, Get outside today because it's awesome. Didn't you? I'm in. I'm in by uh, Ufas today. I wore I wore flip flops to work today. The Ufas, yeah, courtesy of Brown Shoe Fit and Norman. It is going to reach a high of seventy today. Seventy? Oh, I'm sorry. There's no way. Sixty nine. Whoa! Yeah, good job rounding up. Um, and tomorrow it's going to be like thirty. No, I'm kidding. So 71 was the projected high today, and then 50s and rain on Wednesday and Thursday. So get outside. Enjoy the day. I did something big this weekend, Josh. 
Christmas lights up on the exterior. Hey, hey, hey. Did something different. When we have time, I've got stories for you. I've got Christmas stories, and I've got cat stories. Yeah, is your cat okay? If Trevor's listening, Trevor Anderson, I, I might need your help. Joel, I might need your help. Chris Wilkerson, I might need your help. Bro, we're like, yes, the cat's okay. The cat's going to survive, good. thankfully. Good, good, good. It also has cost me basically a month's worth of mortgage to take care of this dumb thing. But that's for a later date, okay? It's a conversation for another time. Now, question. Just happy the cat's okay. Question. I'm really triggered off a tweet. Not a, not a text to the show, a tweet. So do you want to hit that? Do you want to hit the early text line? Or do you want to do what I had planned to do for this segment, which was update Portal Madness for what the Sooners look like so far? Uh, let's hit the... the- Tweet, and then we'll portal madness. The tweet will take over the segment. That's fine. You sure? Yeah, yeah. I, I, what's going on? So I put the promotional tweet up. Let's go. Here we go. Shows. I have like three catchphrases. Let's go. All right. Wow. I mean, that's it. That's all I've got for you, okay? Let's do it out there. At Fat Boy Jesse. <laughs> Which, by the way, is, is a fantastic Twitter handle. And jumps in these, he doesn't even follow me. So I don't, and I don't believe he's followed by anybody that I know. Oh, well, there's a handful of people here. Never mind. Looks like I'm going to be blocking a lot of people on this one. No, I'm kidding. He writes, no surprises. OU will sit on their thumbs and wait while people like Tebow and Prime raid the portal. Read to you again. No surprises. Oh, you will sit on their thumbs and wait while people like Tebow and Prime raid the portal. Did you guys um happen to watch Friday night? USC in Utah. Did you have that eerie, familiar feeling when watching a Lincoln Riley coached team in a big game? Did flashbacks occur? These were different. These were feel-goods. And obviously, it mattered that your quarterback popped his hamstring. But what was the one consistent thing in that game on Saturday night? Oh, they just got physically manhandled. They weren't tough enough. Is that where you want to be? Fat boy Jesse, do you want to be back in those same situations you've been in for the last six years? No, you don't. Oklahoma is going to get guys from the portal. And in fact, I've been of the opinion on this here very radio program that the number I would expect would be around six and everyone freaked out. Well, good news. I think it's going to be more than six. And... I think it's going to be surprising some of these names that are looking at and then end up at Oklahoma, portal-wise. Now, it's not going to be – you're not looking at – I don't want to make Sean mad at me, but a 40% roster turnover from the portal, okay? That's not going to be the way here. That's not it. It's not the way it's going to be. I know the other day I brought up that the portal doesn't need – we're not going to do this fight, but the portal doesn't need to be – restocking and reshelving every single year. That's not what Alabama does. Georgia 
lost everyone on their defense. You know how many portal starters they have on defense this year? None. They have one that starts on offense, maybe two. And someone literally said, well, Alabama's best player is from the transfer portal. I don't remember Will Anderson being from the portal. I don't remember Bryce Young being from the portal. This is going to be a program that will develop its culture and develop its base of talent. Not running and grabbing 15 guys from the portal and offering ridiculous amounts of NIL money just to get your butts kicked in a big game. That's not going to be OU. If that's what you want, I want to go buy yourself a USC sweatshirt. If that's what you want, go get your Colorado sweatshirt. And oh, by the way, uh, Dion's not necessarily getting in the portal. Dion's is bringing all these guys from Jackson State. <laughs> and I think he felt like they had a pretty good team last year. So I, I, that's always blown my mind. Oh, we, you let so and so get away. So and so didn't dress last year. I mean, why do you care? Let him go somewhere else and try to be great where he has a chance. Like I said, very triggered by this, Josh. No one is th- – this idea that anyone is just like, nope, we're not going to go look at this guy possibly coming to help us out. I'm going to sit on my thumbs and twiddle it and read Fat Boy Jesse's tweets. No. That's what I do. Not what the coaching staff does. Come on. I think it's going to be a fascinating offseason. I think it might be a fascinating day. Today? I think so. Well, I hope you're right. I just think the next several weeks, month, whatever, this offseason is going to be an interesting interesting uh, indicator of what maybe the future looks like for Oklahoma in terms of how they approach the transfer portal, in terms of what type of a factor, name, image, and likeness. Right is, is currently at OU and will be going forward. Because to me, what we learned from last season from the transfer portal was there's only so many Jordan Addisons, right? Right. There's only – I mean, look, there was one Caleb Williams, and that was obviously a game changer for USC. But as you eloquently put, it only gets you so far, correct? Right. Now, having said that, I do think we saw – that Oklahoma across the board, the transfer portal additions, and, and I don't know, it, it would be interesting to hear Vittables talk more in detail about this at a later date when the season's totally done and he can, he can, in a roundabout way, discuss the personnel and what he thought worked, what didn't work, right? right. And maybe we won't ever get that full answer. But I think it's safe to say that Oklahoma across the board maybe didn't get as much out of the portal this last go-around as they hoped or thought they would. Or maybe it was about what they expected, Plank, which was we've got a roster that we've just got to plug in place some some additions to it. Now going forward out of the portal, let's get difference makers. Instead of getting 15 transfer portal additions, let's get four that are really, really going to be difference makers. So what does that approach this offseason look like for Oklahoma I think is fascinating. Agreed. Um, all right, let's update the portal list for OU when we come back. Just this – what transfer last year did you not get that could have changed this season? I'm going to answer it for you. Caleb Williams. <laughs> and he, friends, is the only reason that USC was in a situation to play for a conference championship last night. Trust me. Everybody understands the challenge at hand. Nobody's just twiddling their thumbs. No one's on their fourth vacation. No one is draking this thing, okay? 
They're they're rolling and they're grinding. Just get on social media. Get out of your own little bubble and dig around a little bit before you say something stupid like that. And everybody that follows that guy, I'm unfollowing you if I follow you. All right, when we come back on the Plank Show, let's hit the updated portal numbers for the Sooners. And we'll hear from Brent Venables, who had his press conference for the cheese it Bowl and had something fascinating to say about the transfer portal. It's all coming up right here on The Route. All right. I, um, I used our promotional sheet for Tulsa Day, which is brought to you by Air Comfort Solutions this Friday. I've used that promotional sheet to keep tabs on the portal in here for everybody. Inside the Ref Sports Radio Network Studios brought to you by Brown O'Haver. So here's where we left you on Friday. There's a few additions to be made. In the portal for the Sooners on Friday. As of Friday... Why do they need the calendar? Friday, December the 3rd. Second. It was the second. Oh, I'm sorry. Friday, December the 2nd. And this carried over to the 3rd. Portal entries. Clayton Smith, Joshua Eaton, Kendall Dennis, Jordan Mukes, and Theo Wees. We add Nick Evers. We do. We add... Alton Tarber. Oh, we did? I didn't see that one. Okay. Well, how did I miss Alton Tarber? Um, he's like a beast. He's like six foot five. We add Bray Walker, who looks awesome in a uniform, but I honestly don't know if I've seen him take an offensive line rep this year. And who am I leaving out? There's... Oh, Bryson Washington. Wete. Oh, that's an old one, though, right? Hadn't he been in for a while? So he mm-hmm. should have been a, he should have been up earlier. Oh, no. This is going to ruin my pin color scheme. I'm sorry. All right, Joseph Wete, who – has he already landed somewhere, too? Has he been in the portal that long? All right, so this gives my current number of those in the portal at 10. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Is that correct, or am I leaving someone out? Did we put Ralph Rucker on there? We didn't put Ralph Rucker on there. Are we literally going to do this with every single dude on the roster? Oh, my gosh. All right. Ralph Rucker. <laughs> well. Sorry. <laughs> look, I, I, I hear you, but. Hey, it's our job. We're the home of Sooner fans. We're committed to this. So I, I'm keeping it as updated as updated could be. All right, any, anything else on this list? Again, the additions from over the weekend, Nick Evers, Alton Tarber, Bray Walker, Bryson Washington, and Ralph Rucker. You had uh, Cavante Henry, correct? No, did not. So add Cavante Henry to that mix. Another guy that I thought kind of looked pretty good in a uniform. But, you know, I know DJ Uyunglele is in the transfer portal from Clemson. I, I don't – I know the ties from, from Clemson. I don't think he's coming here. I think he wants to go somewhere where he can start. I would see him at a UCLA next year. Um, Be a know, nice fit. Oh, goal Japan. Is that right? Yeah. Japan takes a 1-0 lead over Croatia right in the middle of portal talk. Don't you guys know this World Cup's supposed to happen during the summer and not interrupt the first day of portal season officially? Stop it. 
Stop it. So, by the way, I think that does it then for the Sooner side of things, right? I think so, yeah, so far. Okay, let me get back to the point with DJ and the quarterbacks. Because Toby said this about Nick Evers, and it really kind of caught my mind because I noticed there was a lot of, dang, man, what? Why? We better go get a quarterback in the portal. And Oklahoma probably will. But all of these guys that are currently in the portal from the quarterback position are there because they want to start. <laughs> you know, I, Hudson Card is not going to leave Texas to go be a backup somewhere else. In fact, I I saw a pop retweet Hudson Card this morning. It would almost make me wonder if is that is that something that Tulsa might be looking at. The portal conversations have to be really hard at TU, Josh, when you consider they don't have a coach right now. And whatever is going on with that coaching search, I got no idea. Holy smokes. But – it's just it's just not feasible that every – did I mention Graham Mertz? Mertz goes in the, the portal. The Georgia Tech kid went in literally the first day the portal opened, and I've got, you know, Red Dirt Sports retweeting and saying, covered wagons. It's like, these guys aren't leaving these places to go be a backup somewhere. And I kind of think or, – Or for a quarterback competition, by the way. No, you're right. I, I kind of think that, and I don't think, I kind of know, you know, they're in a situation where they feel like that they can go start somewhere and increase their draft stock, and they've seen the stories of the Hinden Hookers, and they've seen the stories of guys who are backups and have gone and been successful. So I, I, don't, I don't think you're going to see I just why Cam Rising came to mind. Someone like Cam Rising commit to OU. You're – Everyone seemed to enjoy the high school game they watched this weekend. I'd spend more time getting excited about that than I would trying to convince every quarterback on social media that he should come to OU. Do they need to, to buy you that quarterback room a little bit, build it up? Sure. But, I mean, you got Dylan Gabriel as a starter. You'll have a five-star in Jackson Arnold as his backup. And you still have a scholarship guy like Micah Bowen that's in that room. I mean, how deep do you need to be? Davis Bevel still be there. I know that's a curse word now to some. Every quarterback that enters the portal isn't automatically in Oklahoma's kind of crosshairs. All right, so ran aside. Clayton Smith, Joseph Wete, Joshua Eaton, Kendall Dennis, Jordan Mukes, Theo Wees, Nick Evers, Alton Tarber, Bray Walker, Bryson Washington, Ralph Rucker IV, and Kevontae Henry. Meanwhile, at least from what I have, and I, I feel like I missed one of these over the weekend, but Eric Gray, Wanye Morris, Jalen Redman, and Anton Harrison mm-hmm. to the National Football League. Senior Bowl, NFL Draft. And the only incoming name we know of thus far is Jacob Lacey, the kid out of Notre Dame, right? And Kendall Dolby. Oh, and Kendall Dolby is not considered a transfer in my book. He's part of this signing class, but uh, okay. In terms of the incoming outgoing, yes, I- I'm with you. He's not – he's me. a JUCO addition. That's me, though. I'll add it. You're right. All right, so there you go. That's the updated list. He- he's not in the same category as Jacob Lassie. Totally agree. But I-, I-, I will add I will add one quick thing, though, before we take a timeout. I do, I do find it fascinating. I do find it fascinating – just how we get so – and, again, I understand it. I get it. I'm, I'm trying to disclaimer everything. I don't want to fight today. 
but no one will look at the fact that Bryson Washington has stepped on the field like once with two different coaching staffs in two, three years. No one looks at that. They're like, gosh, he was like a four-star guy. I'm like, yeah, who couldn't play? You don't think we're getting better at this? Is that what you're saying? No, I don't think we are. <laughs> All right, we got a break. When we come back, breaking news from the National Football League involving our boy Baker. He already has a new home potentially in 22, and we'll tell you about it next right here on The Ref. So, according to Ian Rappaport, <laughs> the Carolina Panthers are cutting one Baker Mayfield, which is, is fascinating because I kind of thought he was going to stick there. And there's still – no one's out of that mix in the a NFC South yet, which is crazy. But new head coach came in. Matt Rule's now in Nebraska. That's kind of wild if you think about Carolina. Carolina's head coach and starting quarterback to begin the season essentially will end 2022 with one on a different team and one coaching a college football team, <laughs> the NFL. But I, I think – to me, this would be Baker asking, hey, listen, Sam's here. You guys are rolling. I haven't played well. Can you release me to see if I can't land somewhere? And, you know, suddenly San Francisco needs a quarterback. Jimmy G's out for the year. The Rams are floundering right now. I mean, they're a mess. I, I say that fully knowing the Raiders play them on Thursday and will probably get beat. But you know, there's some opportunities. And, listen, Tua, Tua got hurt. On, on Sunday, though, he finished the game. They're worried it's a high ankle sprain. You saw the the injury that's knocked Lamar Jackson out for a few weeks. So, I don't know. Maybe he looks at it and says there are some opportunities and can latch on with a contender. Or, Josh, maybe he's done. Maybe this is it. Maybe people are like, you know what? And play well near the uh, in the end at, Carolina, at Cleveland. Really didn't play well at Carolina this year. So, I'm intrigued for what's next for Baker Mayfield. I hope he gets a shot. I don't, I don't think it's the end yet. I don't either. Now, having said that, he's played poorly. Yep. Played poorly uh, to end with Cleveland, and it did not go well this year with Carolina. But uh, I think given the starting track record, until there's maybe one more stop that's pretty bad, Plank, I do think he's going to get another opportunity somewhere. Now, whether that's legitimate starting opportunity or just in case we get into a pickle, which, as you pointed out, there's some teams that find themselves in said pickle. I mean, he could get an opportunity sooner rather than later. Um, But, I, I again, we'll keep an eye on it. I don't think NFL transactions are officialized until uh, Tuesday afternoon. So, I, I don't know if he's going to have time to join a team by this weekend, but – there's some quarterback needy teams that are out there. I want to respond to one quick Air Comfort Solutions text before we kick off uh, hour two of the best of them because I think this is a fair point, but I think it makes my point. With all due respect, I understand what you are saying about USC's defense as it was very bad, but USC did hit the portal and go from four and eight to ten and two. Hard to knock using the portal with that quick shot in the arm it gave Tebow. They went from no bowl last season to one win away from the playoff. I would like to see BV hit the portal on some defensive players to give us a shot in the arm, just like C.J. Colden did. All right, um, 918. 
who was the most important addition on that USC team? Was it some? Was it Jordan Addison? No. Was it Mario Williams? No. Was it Travis Dye? No, he didn't even finish the season. He got hurt. Bro, it was Caleb Williams. That's a point. Dudes like that aren't rolling into the portal and instantly going somewhere with a head coach that they've been with for an entire year. It's just usually not reality outside of what Deion Sanders is going to try to do at Colorado. So I get what you're saying. It's like, oh, well, they went from 4-8 and eight to 10-2. and two. Yeah, Caleb Williams, the dude that's probably going to win the Heisman a week from Saturday. Where are they without him? I mean, they don't beat Oregon State without Caleb. They don't beat UCLA without Caleb Williams, right? You could – I mean, they definitely don't beat Utah So, because they lost to them twice with him in there. They had another tight game in there where you're like, Caleb Williams had a pull. So, the, Caleb Williams is the difference, man. And I agree with C.J. Colden – but C.J. Colton, it took time. He wasn't an opening day starter. Yeah, it took it till game eight. I mean, I agree, Ish. and I love the kid, and I want him to do well because, selfishly, he's an awesome interview. But, I mean, y'all are acting like he was just a star from day one when he couldn't even break the rotation. I know he had injuries, too, so that even required patience. I mean, do you? Do, do, is that what you wanted? Do, do you want to get embarrassed on national stages more often? Then yeah, let's go rebuild on the portal and not have a base, a foundation of guys who it means something to them to play for this coach and this staff and this university. We've seen that play before. We watched it for five years, and y'all complained about it. And now you go through some pain, and you're like, well, we need to go back to doing that. It's a plank show.